Welcome to the Eclectic Readers Book Talk, where we binge books like others binge shows. I'm Jeanette. I'm Susan. And I'm Meredith. How are you guys? Hello. 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 The sun is starting to shine earlier. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I'm so happy about that. So it's been so dark and so cold. I'm like, sun. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It makes a difference seeing the sun. (laughs) And because I wake up so early too, like it is dark when I wake up. So (laughs) to like have it be lighter sooner is just like such happiness. (laughs) Um, But like nothing book-ish related. However, I am going to see my new baby niece soon. I am so excited. Congratulations. Thank That's fun. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, my sister um, had her baby in January, so I'm going to go visit her. But that does mean a lot of reading time. So Yeah, that is also good. You have yeah. to read on it while you travel. Exactly. You might have to bring the baby books. I mean, there's bookish related topics there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did send her like all these books that I had that the girls don't really read. I like sent this huge box and I just for like a, two weeks, I just threw stuff in there. So a bunch of <laughs> nice. books and like other baby stuff I don't use. So I'll just, I, and we'll go to a bookstore. Like that's one of my plans is hopefully hitting uh, an indie bookstore while I'm there. Nice. Always a good plan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So how are you, Meredith? I'm good. Uh, March is going to be a busy month. I feel like all the authors decided that March was a great month to come to the D.C. area for a book event. (laughs) They really did. Um, I just kept seeing more and more and more that I wanted to go to. But I was like, all right, let me be realistic here about how many I can actually attend. Um, So I'm hoping to attend three author events and the Novatine Book Festival. It was supposed to be four author events, but one has been postponed, which I'm kind of okay with because, again, lots of things going on this yeah. month. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm hoping to see um, Jason Reynolds, N.K. Jemison, and Emily St. Mandel. Oh, my gosh. That is amazing. Light right? up. <laughs> this has been a great line. And I got to the point, though, because it was at one point this upcoming week of March, it was like three or four events this week alone. And it got to the point where I'm like, I'm going to plan to go to none of these events because I can't keep track of them. (laughs) And if I just happen to remember, hey, tonight is an event, then I'll go. (laughs) Right. It's crazy. Yeah. Like I think Roxanne Gay is going to be here. Um, Ken Liu, like all these people that I would love to see, but you know, adulting gets in the way of events sometimes. Not to mention sleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. It could be exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really cool. Mm -hmm. I'll have to report it back, and hopefully I'll be able to say that I went to all of them. Yay. (laughs) Crossing fingers. Yes. Um, I'm definitely going. The one I'm definitely going to get to is the Nova Team Book Festival, which is coming up. Yeah. And I'm so excited. I try to... You know, every year I try to read some of the authors who will be there, and so I've been doing that again this year, and it should be great. Most of the books that I've gotten a chance to read so far have been so much fun. So, yeah, you guys. Well, hey, Jeanette, 
Why don't yeah. you just tell us about them then? Because <laughs> I bet that's what you've been currently reading, huh? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so actually, yes. <laughs> um, Bridget Kemmer is going to be there. And I just finished her book, A Curse So Dark and Lonely, which is the first one in her series. I don't know if it's going to be a trilogy or what, but um, yeah. it's a retelling of Beauty and the Beast. Which includes a fake princess and a fake relationship, which are both story tropes that I just love yes. when they're done well. <laughs> and they're yes. done so well here. So, um, and there's also a protagonist with CP in it, which I thought was such a cool decision. And like the characters are just so great. They're so like, they're so fun. So I really like that. I'm looking forward to the second one. I was going to start reading Scammed, which is the sequel to The Deceivers by Kristen oh, Simmons. Oh, you really liked that one, right? I love that one. Yeah, that's the one about the uh, the kids in con artist school. Yes. I love that. <laughs> um, but I didn't. I was hoping to start that so I could talk about it on the podcast, and I didn't get a chance to start it this week. So instead... It happens. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Dear Martin by Nick Stone, because I mentioned that... I mentioned last month, I think, that I'm reading it with my students this year, and we are reading it this week, and we're getting towards the end, and I found myself getting choked up again as much as I did during my first reading of it. It is so powerful, and we are having so many good and important conversations because of it, and I just think people should go back and read it unless they've read it already, and then they should read it again, especially because the sequel is coming out this year. It's going to be out in yeah. October, and I'm so excited. That I'm is like exciting. Doing, I'm doing jazz hands and nobody can see me except for you. I can see you. <laughs> jazz hands. <laughs> so excited. Yeah. Well, you've been really good about reading books for the upcoming book festival. I have not. <laughs> so, um, but I did recently finish the audiobook of Becoming by Michelle Obama. Oh, so I'm so good. So happy I can say that I've read it now. Yay. Um, it was it was so good. It, and it was so great to learn more about M Michelle. Like, I really didn't know anything about her. And so learning about her growing up and then how she met Barack and, like, just going through the whole campaigning and, and then seeing a little bit of what her life was like in the White House was really interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would definitely recommend that. And I would definitely recommend the audiobook. She does a fantastic job narrating. She like, does. She could have a job as being an audiobook narrator <laughs> if she wanted to. I will listen to anything she reads. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, think about it, Michelle. I'm sure Audible would love to bring you on to, to narrate. <laughs> uh, but what I'm currently reading right now is Kindred by Octavia Butler. Mm. And this is my first Octavia Butler. So I'm really mm. excited to finally be reading one of hers because I know she's looked at as like one of those people that really helped the Afrofuturism sci-fi kind of subgenre take off. And so I'm only about a quarter of the way in so far, but we're following the the main character Dana is a black woman that lives in I think it's 1976 and she keeps getting pulled back in time to 1815 every time her one of her ancestors is in trouble and she doesn't have any control over it but she gets pulled back so she gets pulled back into 1815 Maryland which is not a great place for a black woman to nope. be um, and she actually ends up finding out that this ancestor that is somehow tied to her is actually white and no one knew that like one of her great grandfathers was a white man. And at the time it starts, he's like four years old. So, you know, it's like so far we're seeing him grow up a little bit and he almost drowns the first time that somehow pulls her back. 
and she's just figured out the only way she can get back to her time is when she feels like her life is in danger. So, oh no, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's it's interesting, you know. It's always sometimes time travel can be a little, you know, wibbly wobbly, um, <laughs> but it's really interesting. I'm I'm really enjoying the characters and how they're interacting with each other. And I'm only, you know, not that far in, so I can only imagine where we're going from here. <laughs> and what are you reading, Susan? Uh, well, I'm kind of in the valley right now. Um, <laughs> my, so my uh, car, car book is Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman, which is so good. I'm like towards the end, and it's just so good. I love him. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I'm in, in between books because, like I said earlier, I'm traveling, so I'm saving our next book's re- read for when I'm traveling to start it. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. um, I am waiting um, for the my library hold to come up for Daughter of Smoke and Bone for my local book club. So, Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've heard good things about that. I haven't actually read any Lainey Taylor, but I've heard it's really good. Yeah, that's yeah. what I hear too. It's gotten decent reviews and like I just love the cover, you know, just the elaborate mask. And that's the yeah. only thing in color and everything else is gray. It's like, this is intriguing. <laughs> yes, um, definitely. Yeah. So I'm, I am excited, but it's like I said, I have to, I have to wait a little bit. So um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm trying not to start anything like long. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yep. Well, because then inevitably the library book will come in and then you'll have to put that on hold. Exactly. And- I mean, that's what I did with mm-hmm. Neverwhere. I, um, I actually put that on hold to read um, Blood of Elves. And then when I finished yeah. that, like, I pick, I'm picking it back up. So, yep. Yeah. <sighs> Not enough time. Well, <laughs> there never is enough time, that's for sure. Uh, but speaking of Blood of Elves, that is what we're currently reading this month for our book club episode at the end of the month. And you might have heard of this little show called The Witcher on this thing called Netflix. <laughs> have you heard of this Wait, thing? What? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely it like it took off. And I decided to do a little research on how the new show has affected the popularity of the book series. And I found an article saying that the publisher Orbit announced a return to press for every title in the Witcher series with 500,000 additional copies heading to bookstores. Wow. Wow. (laughs) And there's like, what is there, like seven, at least seven books in the series, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. Yeah. So that's just, that blew my mind a little bit. Yeah. But I guess I shouldn't be surprised because, you know, Netflix. (laughs) So I'm going to just call this the Netflix effect. (laughs) But really, it applies to any streaming service that's adapting books to shows or movies. So I just wanted to kind of talk about that, you know, that effect a little bit in today's general book talk. So are you more likely to read a book if you see that it's getting adapted for a streaming service? I mean, yes and no. If it's a book that I was intending to read anyways, then yeah, I'd bump it up the list. Like that's um, that's what happened with, um, oh, the Jenny Han book. I read it last year. Yes. Uh, to and, all the boys yes. I loved. Yes. yes. To yeah. all the boys to I loved yeah. before. Yes. And so I, that was on my list anyways and been sitting on my Kindle anyway. So I read it last year. 
but I don't watch a whole lot of TV. So hearing a book's getting an adaptation doesn't make something a must read. It just makes it a maybe read sooner. And what's funny is that now I've read the book, but I haven't watched the movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> and that, like the same thing happened with like when The Martian was coming out. I mean, it wasn't for streaming, but like I was like, oh, they're making a movie and I've been meaning to read this book. I should read that mm-hmm. soon. I eventually read it. And I, I think I read The Martian like two years ago, mm-hmm. three years ago, and I didn't see the movie until last year. <laughs> so it takes well, me forever to watch something. Well, at least you've seen it now. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and they're both good. So True. Yeah. Yep, that's true. Uh, I'm a very much a no. <laughs> um, because I tend to watch the show first. Only because um, I work from home, and I it's data entry. It's not, it's not anything huge. So it's really easy for me to watch anything unless it's like a super Mm -hmm. complicated uh, storyline or it's something I really want to pay attention to. Like I can just put it on while I work, uh, which is what tends to happen a lot. And then, of course, the book takes a lot more time. (laughs) So yeah, um, I just end up watching the shows and then... I'm just, I get so frustrated because I, I get the, I get the effect, but it's like, I don't want to buy a book for every book that's like going to be a show or TV, you know? You, you don't want to give into the hype? No, I don't want to spend all that money. <laughs> and then so no, I'm yeah. trying to wait at the library. But like, for example, with Blood of Elves, I was, there was like a 10 week hold. Yeah. Yep. On the yep. audiobook, And I was like, uh... <laughs> I mean, I ended up buying it because, you know, I had to read it. I didn't get a notification yet from the library still. <laughs> that, that the, I think I still have it on hold. <laughs> yeah, I still have it on hold, too. Yep. I ended up buying it. It fortunately wasn't too no, uh, costly, was, actually. Yeah, it was but... less than $10. But still, like, I don't want to do that for every book that I'll be interested in, you know? Right. Yeah. But I also don't have to worry about, like... I don't have to worry about seeing things like because I since I don't watch so little TV, I'm never like, oh, man, I'm going to see that show or that movie before I get to the book because I just like I said, I don't watch that much TV. You mm-hmm. know, I'm yeah, with, I'm with my three year old. You're more likely the time. to get to the yeah, you're more likely to get to the book mm-hmm. before you even get to the show. Yeah. yeah. And I've been pretty good, like a, a long history of um, being a sci-fi and marvel movie fan has taught me to avoid spoilers so (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that's true and i mean i'm i'm like right there with you jeanette like literally the exact same uh i was going to use to all the boys i loved before as my as my example too because yeah it was already on my tbr i was interested in reading it but my tbr is a mile long so it it got bumped up when i saw that there would be the movie coming out Yes. On did, Netflix. Yeah. Did you watch it? I did. Oh, good. Okay. You'll have and to it tell was me really if it's cute. cute. <laughs> it was. It was it was super cute. And I made Tyler, my husband, watch it and he liked it too. Aww. He might not admit it, but he did like it. <laughs> and then the second one just came out, so now I'm in this conundrum of do I read the second book or do I just watch the movie? Ooh, <laughs> I read the second true. one. The second the sec the second book is uh very cute. I would read the second okay. book. Okay. Well, I'll, maybe I'll, I'll even that. watch the second movie with you. I'll watch the first one while you read the second book. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a plan. All right. Um, 
<laughs> and so, but I, I also have to say, I mean, I guess it didn't start out as streaming, but I ended up watching it as a streaming service with HBO, but Game of Thrones. Like, mm. definitely, I don't know if I would have even really known about it if it hadn't been for the show. And so that is definitely something that I've read because it got hyped up from mm-hmm. the show. And I was like, I want to read. Well, technically, okay. So the next the next question I had, which we've talked a little bit already about, is have we ever watched a show or a movie based on a book before reading the book? And it sounds like, you know, we all have, right? I mean, there's even some out there that we've probably watched that we didn't even realize was an adaptation mm-hmm. of a book. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I know for me, um, our other co-host, Tara, sucked me into watching the first episode of Game of Thrones, like, whenever it first came out years and years ago when yeah. I was at her house. Because I was like, well, I don't have HBO. And she's like, well, I'm going to show you this first episode. <laughs> and, like, it sucked me in. And then I went and bought all the books and read all the books. And then I waited, I think... Tyler and I binged, or somewhat binged, the show. We 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 finally sucked it up and got HBO maybe like a year before the last season came mm. out. And we're like, we'll just watch it all now, and then we'll be caught up for the live, you know, last season. Um, so that's one that I guess technically I watched the first episode <laughs> before. Um, what about you, ladies? Um, there were two that stood out to me, um, and they're very much different. Um, because yeah, I just, and sometimes you don't know like if that a book was, that a movie or a show was a book until it's like, oh, based on blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so one, uh, was Atonement, which I really enjoyed the movie. Um, and then loved the book. Just so well written. Um, the second one is The Notebook. <laughs> and, oh, that's true. I've never yeah. read that book. Don't read the book. Uh, (laughs) Okay. I love the movie. I sobbed. Like, I really enjoyed it. I only watched it once. Not sure I'm going to go back, but I enjoyed it when I watched it. Hated Mm -hmm. the book. Like, man, did I hate it. I don't, you know what? I think I DNF'd that one. That book made me cry on an airplane. (laughs) (laughs) How dare it? (sighs) Yeah, I just, I just did not like it. I could not finish it. I was like, I am done with this book i'm just gonna have fond memories of the movie <laughs> so that's funny yep. mm-hmm. the two polar opposite experiences yeah. <laughs> of not knowing something so. was a book <laughs> no i knew the notebook was a book because when it came out as a movie because i actually had i had read it uh, a relative of mine had a bunch of nicholas sparks mm. book and i books and i had read them so that one and the, the oh man, I'm really bad at titles today, but I'm really good at names. The Mandy Moore one, uh, a, walk a Walk to Remember. remember. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So oh. Walk to a, a Walk to Remember. Those two I had read, and she had, I think it was my aunt. I think she had lent me the notebook for like my plane ride home, and I, that one I like just bawled on the plane. <laughs> oh, but again, I didn't see the movies until way late, later, and I don't know if I've ever seen the Notebook film in its entirety like start to finish Mm. i've seen pieces of it Mm -hmm. Mm. but yeah like when i was younger i used to watch like shows movies all the time not realizing that they were books so like like the princess bride we've talked about that like when i first saw that as a kid i didn't realize there was a book Mm -hmm. it's true Um, yeah you know jaws i saw jaws long before you know i ever read the book um now it's not that often because again i watch less you know i watch fewer things 
But I think mm-hmm. maybe like things that are based on comics or graphic novels, because I don't read those as often. Like I have a harder time getting my hands on them. Mm. That makes sense. Because um, it depends what's available at the library sometimes. Mm. And, you know, like I remember when when that show iZombie was on, I really had a lot of fun watching the show, never picked up the comic. Mm-hmm. Um, my cousin tried to get me to watch The Walking Dead. You know, I watched an episode of it, never had any desire to pick up the comic. And I think that's when I'll watch something before I'll read it, is if I have no desire. Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah. um, like I, I, um, I know that we're going to talk about House of Cards. Don't have any real desire to read that. So, yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sometimes it's nice for a show to kind of get you out of the genres you normally read or maybe a little bit out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. but it's not as much as having to invest the time that a book would take. Sure. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, well, and that's something like, that's a plot line in that case. It's a plot line that, you know, it was interesting to follow. I, my, it's something that my husband is interested in. My husband's really interested in like politics and, you know, the different way political relations like take place and stuff like that. And so like, he found like this twisted way of like looking at it, like really, really fun to watch. So it's something we could share together, mm-hmm. but it's not something that I myself am interested in on my own. So it's not like, oh yeah, I have me to pick up this book and watch this show. We just kind of fell into it together. So. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. And I know like my husband loves Altered Carbon. He's like mm. obsessed oh. with that show. I think it's on Netflix it's or Amazon. Yeah, on one of those. Yeah. Netflix, um, and yeah. I'm like, well, you know, they're books. <laughs> the audio books. So, um, and he is into reading now and he loves reading sci-fi. So I'll see. Maybe he'll, yeah. maybe he'll pick them up. Maybe do a road trip or something. Um, yeah. And another one I just thought about, uh, Dumplin' by uh, Julie Murphy. Yeah. I, you know, I, I wanted to read the book, but when I saw the, the advertisement for the Netflix movie, I was just like, that just looks so cute. And there was just one night where I was just home by myself and I was like, I want to watch a feel good movie. And I was like, I'm watching this. I feel bad that I haven't read the book yet, but okay, I'm just going to watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, it was adorable with all of the Dolly Parton songs. And Aww, yeah, I would definitely cute. recommend that one too. Yeah. But what what do you think about some books are still being adapted as movies on streaming services? Like I just said, Dumpling was technically a movie. But what do you think it is about books in general that lend themselves to the episodic aspect of streaming? Um, it's the ability to be more detailed. Um, and even when like... <laughs> A Handmaid's Tale comes to mind. It's a novel, mm-hmm. yet there's three seasons now. Right. There's got to like be that. so yeah. much more yeah. than what's even in the novel at this point. Exactly. Right? And I know uh, Margaret Iowa came out with the Testaments. Um, mm-hmm. But still, it's like because sometimes things are like ambiguous or only one storyline is followed that pe- that the creators are thinking like, oh, what if we took this branch of this world or took this side character and like, like there's just so many more opportunities to try and be creative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd agree with that. I think, and it allows like, it allows more world building. Mm -hmm. It allows exploration, even in the case where it's just, you know, you have a novel and a storyline, like, but if it's a rich enough world, Mm -hmm. 
like there's so much more there to explore. Right. Yes, yep. definitely. And so I think especially in like sci-fi fantasy wor- worlds, that's appealing because you don't have to necessarily just stick with these characters or this storyline. You can go off and just kind of examine what fascinates you in that world. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. And I think it's easier to stay truer to the book if that's what they're going for, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like like you said, you can kind of do your own thing and, and, and expand the story. But especially in, in, like you're saying, with the world building for fantasy and sci-fi, they can really dig deep and get into the nitty-gritty stuff that us readers really liked about the books. I mean, there's no way. Can you imagine if Game of Thrones had been movies? Like, that uh, would be like, terrible. Right? I mean, it just wouldn't have worked. And so I, I'd i love to see more sci-fi fantasy books getting adapted to streaming services, specifically like small screen yeah. kind of TV show type things. Because in general, I think books are episodic. You know, you have your chapters, you have the ebb and flow mm-hmm. of a book that sometimes can work in a movie. But sometimes when you condense it that much, you lose a lot of what you loved from the book. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's the one beef I have with Harry Potter is, well, there's a lot of beef. A lot of beef. <laughs> I was like, what beef? Yeah, well, because they should have waited till the series is done. Okay, just saying. Anyways. <laughs> but, like, I always wanted it to be a series. Like, one season per book. Like, how just how much more, you know, characters fleshing out and world seeing and like just you could have so much and that's what I wanted and you can't necessarily do that in a movie so much gets left out you know oh yeah 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 and definitely. that's what I was thinking when I was thinking about like world building exploration like you don't have to leave yeah stuff out and you can you can build things like I've read sci-fi books fantasy books where I'm like man this will world building is kind of like it's kind of rushed or it's kind of weird. And I'm like, but you know what? I bet like if this were on a screen, it would look really cool. And that would allow you to explore this idea um, a little bit more because you don't have to, in a, like, in a TV show, you don't have to necessarily stick to the plot all the time because you have different scenes with different characters in TV mm-hmm. shows. You often like flash from like place to place. Yep. So mm-hmm. that'd be cool. Yeah, be cool. definitely. See more. So I know... Uh, sounds like you know at least Jeanette and I aren't super into watching a ton of TV I'm actually I've gotten better like the past I don't know six months or so I've been allowing myself to watch more TV which has been nice um but are there any adaptations that you've really enjoyed good omens um. <laughs> just, just put oh, it out there gosh. which I still haven't gotten to. I'm really oh. sorry everybody <laughs> so good it's so good oh my, it's so good my two watch cry. list is like my tbr it's full of endless possibilities <laughs> yeah <laughs> every time i like you know open up netflix or you know whatever endless possibilities the mm-hmm. only adaptation i can say that i've watched all the way through is house of cards i'm pretty yeah. sure that's the only one well, I I enjoyed, I can't remember how many seasons I got through, probably the first couple of House of Cards and the first mm-hmm. couple of Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like I just haven't watched TV enough to keep up with them, but I did really mm-hmm. enjoy what I watched. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, those are books I probably wouldn't pick up, 
but I and did enjoy the shows. Yeah. And I think that's why I was able to make my way all the way through it because it was like I'm never going to go and read the book. I'm never going to. You know, it's just if I want to know the end, I have to watch it through to the end. Right. Ah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Are there any adaptations coming out to streaming that you're really excited about? I'm excited about both the ones you're going to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really excited about those. (laughs) So should I talk about them? Yes. (laughs) Uh, So Tiny Pretty Things, which uh, is a co-written book by Danielle Clayton and Sona Cherapatra, is coming to Netflix. And it's, you know what, technically... Our, our local YA book club read that because of the news of it coming out as a Netflix show. Mm. That's true. So that's none another... Of it, yeah, we heard the news and none of us had read it. And we're like, well, let's pick it for our yeah. book club and then we'll have read it before the show comes out. Yes. And um, it's so fun. It is. It's really fun. It's like um, you follow these students that are in a ballet boarding school in New York City and it's super competitive, cutthroat, you know, full of drama uh, so it's drama and teen angst, but also yeah. like really interesting things to think about because of course it is. Yeah. Um, and that so. I think is going to be interesting to see as a show. And I feel like, like you were saying, they're going to be able to expand, I think, even from what was in the book and maybe follow some storylines some more. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. And I'm also super excited about Shadow and Bone by Lee Bardugo, mm. which is also coming to Netflix. And uh, so this one will be interesting because we we all read the first book in this book club, what, a couple years ago now, probably? Yeah, a year or two. Yeah. Um, And so what they're doing for the show is they are kind of melding the three, the trilogy of that original set with the duology of Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom because the timelines are this like going pretty much together so it's going to be interesting to see mm. how they pull things from the different books that's fascinating. so that one i know like it's not going to stay true like to the first book in the first season mm-hmm. you know like it's going to be its own thing which i think is going to be very cool yeah cool. and the the six of crows series is still on my tbr and i'm really excited about that so i'll probably read that (laughs) (laughs) yes you gotta read it yeah Yeah, i'll probably read that before the show and then you can have viewing parties together we could we could (laughs) we could um so i'm i'm no because because i try not to get my hopes up and one thing that popped into my head is that um amazon is doing a series based on lord of the, the lord of the rings world like yes. they're yeah. diving into the appendices and stuff, which should yeah. be so fascinating. But it's like, I'm not so sure still, you know. And if it's something I love, it's like, I really don't want to get my hopes up, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. you want to be like cautiously optimistic, yeah. but not, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel about that Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. series. And that, and that's kind of what I how I feel about like streaming and movies and TV shows in general. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want to be optimistic because I think these things could be great. But if I already like the, if I already like the books, if I already like the written material, I don't want to right. I don't, I don't want to, you know, put my heart on this and be like, Oh, but it's not right. But I think the Lord of the Rings has a, you know, it's, it's that has that opportunity that I was talking about where you can do the exploration of the world. Right. Like you don't even have to do the world building Tolkien world built out mm-hmm. to forever. Right. 
just you do just what he said. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, you just have to explore it, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, but yep. No, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, especially because, you know, yeah. I feel like I, I kind of got burned with the Hobbit, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, Burg. I know it's completely different, but still. <laughs> yeah. I feel like in general, I'm fairly easy to please, unless you're going completely against the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm usually like, okay, this was its own thing. I can I can be happy with what it was. But, yeah. but if you completely go against what the book was trying to do right. or say, like, no, that's not cool. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. If it's good enough, I can compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. Can't, I can't say that. But yep. I, I can only do that if my hopes aren't too high from the beginning. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, let's all lower our expectations. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Uh, so are there any books that you would just love to see a streaming service pick up or that you think could be good as like a show on Netflix or whatever? So I don't know if you guys have read this, um, the series, the paper magician series. I read no, the but first it's on book. my Kindle. Okay. <laughs> um, I should really just stop saying that and just hold up a sign. We, I'm just going to assume that all the books are on your Kindle. If it's on my TBR, it's, it's probably assumption. on my Kindle. Um, but The Paper Magician. Um, I like the books. I didn't love them. But I think that would be a good series to kind of see how it would be interpreted uh, to show their magic system. Yeah, I think the the visual the visual aspect mm-hmm. of the magic system would be really interesting to see yep. on on the small screen, yep. if you will. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I think again, like we were talking about, just like epic, fantastical sci-fi kind of worlds that just lend themselves to being episodic. So for me, like the Red Rising series, mm-hmm. I don't know if they could do it justice as movies because there's so much in the books. So I'd love to see that. The Broken Earth series. Mm. You know, we read the first yep. the first book uh, with Book Club. Again, I think that would be really interesting to see. Um, the Bells, which we talk about constantly on this show. Um, getting to see the little teacup animals and, like, just that world is just so visual. I'd love to see that. Um, An Ember in the Ashes, again, would just be an epic thing to see. And something maybe that's not quite so epic, but I think would be super cute is Jacoby. Totally. Because, again, I, I think that could be, like, nice little episodes, right? Yep. That one would be fun, I think. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one I thought would be fun uh, was the um, the General and Bastard series. I mean, I haven't finished it, but I've read the first two books, The Lies How of How could I have forgotten that? <laughs> one of my favorites. <laughs> and I think, like, that spread out across, like... Like, The Lies of Locke Lamora spread out across a season's worth of episodes. Like, so that spread out across 10, 13 episodes. Like, would be so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then the second book um, doesn't take place in the same place as the first book. So, mm-hmm. it would, it like, I think it would really easily lend itself to, like, a really fun adventure series. Because yes. the second book, like, then you go out on the ocean. So, immediately the plot changes and it's new adventures, new dangers. I, I think it could be so much fun as a series. Nice. I want that right now. Um, but we're also in that thing where, like, we don't have all the books yet. So, yeah. We don't have all I the guess. books of the bells yet either. 
well, yeah, I guess that is true because <laughs> we had inside information when we interviewed her last year. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, you know, there's time to make a first season while these authors finish the last books, right? That is true. I guess technically, well, Jacoby is finished yep. and the Broken is Earth it? series okay, is yeah. finished. Yep, but Red Rising still has at least one more book to go. But I have faith in Pierce Brown. He has actually been putting out books. So, like, <laughs> I know true. he will get it done. He's, he's starting <laughs> and, to work on it now. And like some people. And I have faith maybe. in Saba Tahir and the Ember and the Ashes series because she just released the cover recently. And it's gorgeous. Yes. It's so beautiful. <laughs> and it's coming out in December. And I'm so excited because I didn't think we'd get it until 2021. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that was a really, that was a really great great talk yes and you know maybe it'll add some either to your tv watching tbr or your reading tbr (laughs) always more to do more to see more to watch more to read (laughs) yeah but i guess it would be tbw to be watched Mm. yeah there we go tbw or tbr Mm -hmm. (laughs) there you go Well, we figure that out. If you would like to uh, check out our show notes, see the books that we've listed here, uh, you can go to eclecticreaders.fireside.fm slash 77. And you can find us on the internet where you can tell us all the things that you would like to see adapted or all the things you've seen adapted that you're excited about. Um, on Goodreads, Litzy, and Instagram, our podcast is at Eclectic Readers. And on Twitter, we are at Eclectic Read Pod. So come find us. Or you could come find us individually and tell us about things that you think personally we'd be excited about. Susan, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, people can find me on Goodreads and Litzy at Rudy Kaicho, R-U-R-I underscore K-A-I-C-H-O-U. And Meredith? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Litzy, and Goodreads, all under Mare the Book Gal, M-E-R-E-T-H-E-B-O-O-K-G-A-L. And you can find me on Goodreads and Litzy at J-M-T-R-I-V-E-R-A. That's J-M-T Rivera. And on Twitter, you can find me at Dr. Jeanette, D-R-J-E-A-N-N-E-T-T-E. Uh, subscribe in your favorite podcatcher so you never miss an episode, especially now that we're out twice a month. You don't want to miss our book talk episode at the end of the month or book club episode at the end of the month. Uh, come and read it free and review us on Apple Podcasts, and that helps more people find the show and come and talk to us and talk to you guys about fun books and fun TV shows. And we'll see you later this month for our discussion of Blood of Elves. Happy reading! Happy, Happy reading! reading.